All right, friends, how's it going? Zig coming in on the top. Today on the show, we have Grav. This is a double show week, so we're getting an early episode before our regular schedule episode, but it's for a good cause. Our friends Grav are having a CD, an EP, release at the Winchester September 11th with our good friends Rubik's Groove and uh, Chewy Center. During this episode, it's a it's kind of a party, party sighting. There's like six people in the room, so that time may be... A little confusion, but uh, I think everyone did a really good job of letting each other talk and not talking over each other. But during this interview, we have Josh, Josh, Clay, Steve, and Leah guest appearance. And uh, this was my first uh, podcast out of the out of the bunker, as far as the COVID bunker, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Each member of Grav is an on par musician. These guys know their stuff. They got chops. And they write good songs. It's not just a shred fest, but it's very musical. And I can't recommend checking these guys out live or just even listening to the records or find some live videos. Dig into these guys. It's um, When you go through like uh, the kind of generations of musicians that come before and come after, you're always after somebody. And when you see what's coming up behind you, it's even more cool to see that it's better and way more talented and exciting because what comes after them is going to be the next level of that. So Sea uh, Level's been around for a minute, and uh, Grab was kind of like the, the freshman freshman class band, so it's really cool to see them blossom into what they're blossoming to, and I can't be more excited to say that they're my friends and they help out with like all the crazy Dog for Diego shows I come up with, and uh, I'm very excited for you guys to hear their new record. So that's September 11th, the Winchester... Um, also on all streaming platforms, September 11th. And uh, before we get into it, if you can like, rate, subscribe, review the podcast and all the podcast platforms, it helps me keep talking to cool guests like Rav and sharing their insights with you. Um, next Wednesday, this Wednesday coming up, we have Lydia Lunch on the show. She is headlining the uh, FemFest in Canton, Ohio at the Buzzbin. So uh, that's what's coming up. Check that one out too. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Grav. Onesie? It's not a onesie. Oh. It's not a onesie. It's a, it's just pajama bottoms. Nice. I didn't know like when I was moving stuff here because I haven't like brought stuff anywhere. It's all just been home. You know, the most I've had to do is like, oh, are we Skyping today or phoning today? And I've only had to worry about two channels. You know what I mean? So like I wasn't sure how to like, and I've brought this for like negative space stuff, but I haven't brought it out for like a podcast. Um, so I don't need to bring as much. Typically, I put it in the box I got it with. I don't know. Are you guys like that? Do you put keep shit in the box like pedals? No. Oh, in the box I came in? Yeah, yeah. yeah not, like, my, not my pedals, no. No? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, people are like that with, like, I've been doing that with pedals and shit because I always think I'm going to return it. Mm-hmm. But, um. I do that with my Switch. Just you do that Switch? My Nintendo Switch. Just yeah, Just because yeah. there's no, whenever I can, because there's no way to really properly carry that because i want to bring a bunch of controllers too so then it's like what am i gonna separate them all with like a shirt buffer in between you know? yeah that's like a professional <laughs> right. move even more professional to do pajama bottoms mm-hmm. yeah yeah so maybe i'll just do that yeah cool i don't know i i started rolling a minute ago um oh. so yeah oh. yeah yeah so we're good to get into it um but yeah so we're in does the the, the hq the great do we have a a, a name for the compound I yeah, guess grab, grab, just Grab HQ. Grab HQ? <laughs> grab, it, grab House. Grab House? Grab House yeah. was usually referred That's to That's what I've seen it as. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was excited when you said 
like where are we gonna do it? Because I yeah. was like, oh, it's up to us, right? Just roll on through. <laughs> well, it worked out because like a uh, um, where I'm at now, the only place to handle a group like this. Because once you hit me up, Steve, let's do a quick intro so everyone knows who's here. Um, we'll start with Josh. Uh, my name is Josh Sinclair, otherwise known as Night Rider. <laughs> Solid. Clay Craig, I play drums, sing. Solid. Josh Bailey, guitar. Steve Smith, bass and vocals. And bonus. I'm just here for fun, Liamara. <laughs> I, I I didn't know we were gonna put Sarah roles. My my role, Josh Sinclair's <laughs> role, is that I play guitar and sing and grab. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I forgot where I was gonna go with that now, but yeah. So um, when you said where are we gonna do it at my place, I got like a the only place we can do it would be in the basement, but the water system's like, and it's just really fun if you're listening to to that all the time while trying to hear what people are talking. And um, when you when you sent me the address, I was like, oh, I think I think either Josh Bailey, <laughs> who I'm pointing at sonically, uh, told me about Grav HQ or Leah did. Someone told me about Grav HQ, but here we are. And uh, Saturday, this Saturday, Winchester is the release, yeah? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So never forget. Never Hubba. forget. Hubba oh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not too Not. soon. That date, everyone should remember it. September 11th. Of course. Um, it's, also his it's my birthday, so I've... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, hold up. It's your birthday? Yeah, on 9-11. On 9-11. Yeah. Okay. Has... That put a damper on your birthday ever since, like, no. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say no. I was trying to I was trying to do your age, but then I'm like I don't know how. I old was in you kindergarten. <laughs> uh, my mom came and picked me up from school. Yeah, I thought it was because it was my birthday. Yeah, she took, she took me to Marks. You went uh, to Marks. Yeah, That's... she didn't tell me what happened. She just uh, she was like, "We're going home." Yeah, and then yeah, we. We went to Mark's, and she bought me a Batman costume. Whoa! <laughs> like, so I got a bonus uh, birthday yeah. present. Dude, Boom. I never heard that. That's the so Batman weird. Cause... It was just the mask, the cape, and, like, some handcuffs. <laughs> I, I wore it for years, yeah. He works alone. Um, that's so weird, because, like, uh, when that happened, I was in fourth grade, right? And, uh... My mom took us to Walmart. <laughs> what would she get you for 9/11? For, for my 9/11, yeah. I think I got. A, I, think, I don't remember, but uh, I just remember going to Walmart that day. Would let's see. All right, this is a good start. <laughs> Leah, what did you do on 9/11? Well, I went to a Catholic school, so we all had to go to church and pray. Whoa. For everyone, and then. Bomber 9-11. Josh, I what did you do? <laughs> 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 no, I'm sorry. no recollection. No <laughs> Keep going, Lee. I cut you off. It's cool, dude. <laughs> um. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Josh, what did you do on your 9-11? 9-11 didn't go too hard. I just was very young. I wasn't in school yet. And I, uh, I remember asking why they would fly a plane. Uh, purposely into the building, and uh, my grandma said it, it was because uh, they wanted to meet God. Damn. I was like, yeah. I was like, that makes sense. Damn. Yeah, that's like an actual like. How old were you? Four. <laughs> four. See, that's like a well thought out four year old. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, 
I would, I don't even, I was older and I don't remember being like, well, whatever, you know, cool. We're at Walmart now. We're done. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it did not click until a couple days later. Like, then it oh. was like weeks of, I'm proud to be an American. Right. Right. Which is what's going to happen at, at the, the grab show. Uh, like it's just going to be a patriotic show is what I, what I read. Right. We We're should come American on to band. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait. How was your 9-11? Oh, thing? me? I, I was in kindergarten. I also got pulled out of school early and I, I didn't know what happened until next year. <laughs> next year on wow. that day they're like this is what happened when you got pulled out of school that's what that was you didn't see yeah, the footage no i didn't i didn't see nothing about it i remember more the toby keith song about it the toby keith song mm-hmm. i don't Keep remember the toby it? keith song all right so like the chorus the chorus go it, it starts with like a really like you know really badass intro talking about this metaphor like you know don't sh- don't rattle the cage of the old bulldog which is like america and then the chorus, then like the chorus, then it, there's a big hold, held out chord. Then he says, Cause we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And then, then yeah. and it's, so it would make me, right. I'm making me sweat right now just thinking about it, really. <laughs> that was, and, my, and my grandma would let me sing it and say ass. <laughs> and she. She had me do it at uh, at a, a family wedding. Actually, she had me do it in front of everybody. It was maybe my first performance. Really? <laughs> yes. For real? Yeah. Well, that's a g- actually. So it's, it's the anniversary. <laughs> yeah. That's a great intro. That's you know the, the 9/11 being the the the, the date of the show, but it's actually opening a lot within this. Uh, <laughs> that was your first gig. Was singing that Toby Keith song? I guess I didn't think about that. <laughs> Wait, whose wedding was it? <laughs> That's why I, I couldn't remember. Maybe Cousin Liz. Cousin Liz. <laughs> Shout out. It all started when Cousin Liz married uh, uh, Uncle Tom. I don't know. I can't remember which one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Cousin Liz's wedding. Uncle Tom is perfect, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just fill it in the place. I believe Uncle Tom's cabin. A yep. cousin marrying an uncle. <laughs> Baloo? <laughs> it was already strange, but the song was fitting. I don't know. Right. Do you remember Bruce Springsteen's 9-11 song? <gasps> no, but I work with someone that was telling me I need to check it out recently. Like, rise up. Like, it's pretty rad. <laughs> he tells, calls, calls everyone to rise up. That's great. A little more, a little more uh, uplifting than like, kick their ass. Right. Hey, <laughs> it was effective. Right, right. So 9-11, Winchester, who's on the bill? All right, so... I think first we got Chewy Center playing. The Chewy Center. Yeah. Local jam phenomenon. Then we got Rubik's Groove. Rubik's Rubik's Groove. Noise, noise, noise. Fun. There'll be uh, some sit-ins towards the end of the night. Does Chewy Center have um, anything to do with Camel Butter? No. No, because Rubik's Groove does. They're like bongo players that are drummer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Blake. Blake. So, like, I don't know. Chewy Center sounds like it would have something to do with a band called Camel Butter. It'd be delicious. Are they all jamming with you guys? Like, is there like, because uh, this is basically gonna be a preview. Ideally, this comes out tomorrow night, depending how crazy we get. You know, what I mean, like, I don't know if we start doing impressions. I really have to edit stuff down. Like, it already took a turn with the nine eleven start. Usually, that's the stop. The so, most, like, the most dynamic podcast. Start. Right. This is where it's gonna be right here. Um, but with that being said, is is there any previews you can share? Like, Leah's. Singing with you guys. Is that a spoiler? No. 
No? Nah. Yeah, she's, okay. She's going to sing with us. And then um, the guitarist from Chewy Center is going to sit in okay. as well. And it'll be cool. Then we should be having uh, uh, James in the Rubik's Groove horn section. As oh, well. sick. James okay. in the horn. Yeah, we're just laying it out there. Yeah. We can expect some jam fusion. Jam fusion. Cross pollination. Nice. Are you doing the drum, a double drummer thing this time around? No. I wish. Um, but doing that was really cool on the July 3rd gig. Right. We did like a All Grateful Dead thing, and my buddy Josh Leslie uh, was on the second drum set. And it was, it was just cool because, you know, we're all big into the Grateful Dead. So, and I'm always playing the songs as one drummer. Right. So it's really interesting, like, be able to pull off some of those, like, double drummer things. What's, what's, what are some of those double <sighs> drummer things? Like, when you listen, Insane. as a drummer, and as a drummer who sings, yeah. like, you have to kind of boil down a little bit so you can sing and play. Yeah. But, you, like... You want to, but also, like, you want to get to the point where the drumming is, and the singing is kind of, like, on autopilot. Yeah. Because as soon as you overthink it, that's when you screw up. Okay. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't know, we did this Grateful Dead song called Samson and Delilah, and that's one where, like, you know, one drummer's kind of keeping the backbeat, and then typically in the Grateful Dead, one of the other drummers rides, like, the toms and stuff, and it just sounds so thick, and it was it was awesome. And then having the keyboard player, too. Yeah. Mike yeah, Abedini. Good old Mike Abedini. Mike Abedini. Rounding it out. He's, <laughs> and he's been... Uh, sitting in on some grab shows periodically yeah nice been, been well you work with mike right I work josh with mike yeah he's an absolute pleasure to play with and he's the, the gig is, explain the gig to listeners who may not know the what grateful dead gig well no or not the, uh, the the with what you work with mike the garage oh the the garage, garage. gig All yeah right. yeah so i don't yeah, know what that is it's like uh it's kind of hard to explain the best way i can explain it me and mike work at the rock and roll hall of fame among some other people and we basically run jam night all day <laughs> like we just are we sit there as a house band and wait for people to show up and we try to call people off the streets and jam something with them and then a lot of times they're really timid and don't play anything so we try to do karaoke some people are into that sometimes they just want to hear something and we'll get them to like play tambourine or something yeah. sometimes if it's really slow you know they someone's never played anything and i say well i can teach you how to play like we will rock you on the drums real quick we'll do go. that it just has guitar and drums easy um and then there's this other room where we have like uh these kind of stations set up like a guitar set like a guitar hero like arcade game okay you know it's like there's guitars a screen that you can learn four songs at each station we kind of help people along with that but most of the time we have to be in the jam room because we're the jam masters Jam Master Josh, that's sick. So, um, so a lot of it is it's people passing through the museum, not off the street, right? Yeah, but okay. when I say off the street, I meant the, the hallway of the second floor. Right. <laughs> so, what typically what do you do to kind of welcome people to that? Like, what's like a mm. ha, have you and Mike um, developed any like um, people fishing <laughs> techniques? You know what I mean? Uh, in some ways, I feel like I've gotten better, but sometimes I still just crash and burn. Masks really help. Right when you when it's a really awkward thing where you call out into the crowd and they just don't you don't get the response you want you can just act like you didn't say anything <laughs> and start looking at the sky, <laughs> but um, you know I learned I learned a really good one from this old lady we used to work with Beverly Flowers she worked at the Rock Hall from the day it opened wow until uh, you know during COVID she had she had to yeah. retire but she had this great thing she would call people she'd be like hey come, you want to come jam with us they'd say I'm good she goes. I'm sure you all good. I want to come hear it. Oh, <laughs> and it was like, ooh, damn, no one knows how to yeah. respond to that. 
you know, we get a lot of I only play the radio, stuff like that. Uh, I love when it's uh, foreign people. Yeah. That can uh, maybe English is their second language and it's yeah. like we get the great musical conversation happening. Does it the, does it click right away? Huh. Like or is there like a confusion of what do you want from me? Like It's very hard to explain. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people it, it takes a good 2-3 minute buffer to get everything set up and get them understanding and pick a song and whatnot yeah. and see what they're going to do, get the lyrics set up for them and whatnot. Is it typically um, people singing? Like more of the karaoke thing? Yeah, okay. usually. Okay, it's that's a that's a tricky thing to do to draw people in and make them feel welcomed. Yes, and like safe to be like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll come up here and act buffoon with y'all. It's fun when sometimes we'll assemble bands kind of yeah. from the crowd, you know, like we'll hang, end up hanging with a bass player for a minute, and then eventually, next thing you know, it's like all just people from the crowd. It's yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. I want, there's got to be a handful of people that are like, this is what I needed. There's got to be like that really good bass player who's like... Yes. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, what do you mean you don't want to play? Come on, random guy. This is welcoming. I'm really good at this. You're not? like. And then he's gotten to meet so many like, <clears throat> you know, famous musicians and stuff. Oh, yeah? That just roll through their alcohol. That's true. Like who? I got to... I got to my, Get my more on the mic, by the way. Okay, my biggest, okay. My biggest uh, thing is I got to jam with Kirk Hammett what? and Ryan Rob Trujillo. They came through... Um, to donate some stuff to yeah. an exhibit that we had going on. And, um, you know, they came through the space. They liked what it was all about. And Rob was just like, well, come on, Kirk. Like, he's like, he's like, I think we got some musicians here. Like, let's jam. He hopped Sick. on the organ. Rob Trujillo hops on organ. What? Gets my buddy to play bass who hasn't heard a lick of Metallica in his whole life. But he got to experience this. It's, it's really fun. There's a guy out there, Benson Anderson. Yeah. He, he got to play with him. But um, then it was just me and my boss. Uh, we're trying to figure out what we should do, and Kirk is just like, uh, he, just, it? He, he just is like, just play something. Sick. And then I, I like panicked, and I ended up playing some like lame riff in E minor that I got to hear it later. Yeah. I realized it basically sounds a lot like the end riff of Fade to Black, <laughs> and it just is what accidentally came out of my subconscious. I was trying to go like, da na 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 Instead of it was, but yeah, just like very slight, and you know, I was playing through some clean tone on an Explorer for whatever reason, and it, but whatever, you know what? Eventually, we're playing, we're trading licks. Yeah, it was a crazy experience. Kirk was sweating, yeah, a lot by the end of it. He was, he was, yeah. Damn, you heard it here, Kurt. Is the picture still over there? Huh? Yeah. Can we show Dave the picture? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's behind that guitar clock. Um, here in the Grav compounds, we got a. Whoa, <laughs> we got not just. Not, wow, that's fucking dope. I'm looking at a picture that looks like a, it looks like a garage, quite literally. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like a really cool shot of uh, you guys behind. I'm gonna guess Mike Ambedimi's a uh, keyboard setup. That's here. usually where he is All that right, night. Yeah. That's where Rob Trujillo was. And it's. You and Kurt Hammett, wow. That is a really dope Explorer. Is it yours? Or is no, it, no, we have a ton of sweet guitars there at the Rock Are they Hall. set up good? Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah? Oh, we, we have that a guy that sets them up. Yeah, but that was a yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, back then we hadn't, didn't have them all set up yet. Okay. Damn, that's so cool. I'm trying to see if I can see the sweat. I see more dust. Uh, yeah, it's a dusty old picture over there. He looks so cool. Yeah, he's the like, shit. Like, he just looks really cool. He's and he picked a really up, cool jacket. I was really proud. My, my boss gave me props. She asked me to put out on display That's like badass. our coolest guitars and I put out that black 
sparkly 335. Yeah, yeah. He, it looks it like was, a Lucille. The fact that he picked it up and had it on him while he was walking around doing the interview, yeah. that, like I feel like that led to it being more likely for the jam to happen. That's but. so sick. And, and was he cool? Was he like, hey, nice chops? What he was, was like, he was the shit. He was yeah? awesome. It was just like when I'm running him through his pedals and stuff. There's it was earth, an Earthquaker Devices board yeah. that they sponsored us and gave us. And at one point, he's clicking them on and stuff. And I'm like, and this is the this and the this yeah. is the this, and that's the Rainbow Machine. It kind of is hard to explain <laughs> if you know about that pedal. He the clicks Rainbow it on. Machine's he clicks. Yeah, he clicks on, and it was set at the most crazy settings it could be at. And it starts going so loud. He just looks at me like. Like, all right, I'm just going <laughs> to not use this one. He wasn't pissed off at all. And then it was great. The way we ended the jam, just a big old E minor. I put yeah. it on for, a, for the, my rain machine for a second. Like, <laughs> and he looks at me, he goes, he goes, so that's what you use it for. You use it for. And I, I played with Kirk longer than I talked with Kirk. Those, are the, those are the few words we exchanged, basically. Well, I, you probably talked with him more than than most people yeah, by playing yeah man it. yeah man well no like you know yeah. i mean you really get to kind of like as a guitar player to a guitar player like study the chops and see not see the show but see the player in that type of setting right oh you know what i mean we got to i never heard kirk just full-on jam like that before but that, that was they great. don't jam yeah you know they I mean? don't jam enough yes yeah, steve hackett was awesome too but yeah, who else was there? Okay, no, this is pretty sweet. This that so night, that night, Don, with? Don uh, I only jammed with, only jammed with uh, them, and then Kurt, yeah. the other celebrity I jammed with is the Cash Cab guy. The Cash Cab yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. He has. Did some, he like, he ask some, you questions? He had some good originals. No, I told yeah. him that. I told him that uh, he was a huge inspiration to me. And <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest, even though I love, I do love Metallica, and I listen to a lot of Metallica. Yeah. I feel like collectively, I've probably spent more hours of my life watching cash cab than hours i have listening to just being honest honestly he right, was just it right. was just on all the time what's his name isn't he mm. british right that guy no he's not he looks like he should be different guy um mm. i don't remember his name i feel bad but it's okay <laughs> that was fantastic that's awesome like well that makes sense you know what i mean you do spend even though it's like a formulaic half hour show right there's like maybe 17 seasons some odd number of like 23 episodes it's way more hours than there are albums, but it's a quality quantity thing. You know what I mean? Like, Master of Puppets is probably gonna be better than season four of Cash Cab. Has more re-listenability than rewatching Cash. Exactly, Cab. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a cool gig. Now, um, let's kind of go around the room. What else do we got gig-wise? Like outside of music. D. Smith has big things coming up soon. Yeah. Steve, what do you got? Yeah. Um. I've, I'm playing with uh, J.P. Ham at the House of Blues, opening for the String Dusters. Hell yeah. The infamous String and Dusters. I, yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see how what it goes. It? What's J.P.'s gig? He's, uh, he's a bluegrasser. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. Well, because you also play bass and banjo. Yeah, I'll be playing banjo with, yeah, yeah. with that. Yeah, so. Banjo. Banjo. Yeah, it'll be fun. That's awesome. His, his I know. It's, it's, it's cool because I did the rock off in high school yeah. there. No uh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be fun. Is it going to be labeled JP and the Chatfield Boys? I don't know. I have no idea. When is it? Uh, October 22nd, nice. 21st. It's when, the, it's when the Broncos are in town. Browns play the Broncos. Okay, nice. Steve Smith, opening for the infamous String Dusters. <laughs> Fuck yeah. One of our favorites. Yeah, that'd be cool. What is it? Um, so to kind of dive into, like, uh, musically, how'd you guys all meet? I've known yeah. him since like kindergarten. So you've known Josh, Josh okay, Sinclair. since, yeah. and like, 
was there like interest in high school? Were you always like playing somehow <laughs> since kindergarten? Um, he's. When did you start playing guitar? Like? Well, well, Clay always played, and, and yeah. when we started really kind of hanging out, we started really hanging out actually in seventh grade and stuff. And I, you know, I got to witness, you know, him fuck around with our dude Noah Reed, if you know him. Mm-mm. No, but um, and you know, I just guitar felt, guy. Yeah, I just okay. felt really yeah, yeah. use. I, I just felt really useless, but also I was like, that's so cool. And Clay started learning guitar. So I felt like we both started kind of learning guitar at the same time. Okay. And I was just like, oh, me and Clay can, like, learn guitar together. Even though he's a great drummer, like, we'll kind of be on this even playing field. And we, like, you know, we're growing together, okay. getting better and stuff, learning cool And this was North Olmstead or North Ridgeville, right? Avon this was Lake. Avon Lake. Avon Lake, yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. these two are from North Ridgeville. Ridgeville. Oh, okay, okay. That's, yeah. okay. So you guys are working on guitar. What's t- some of, like, the things you're learning? Like, what's a, oh, when Jesus. does a Grateful Dead become, like, this kind of... Uh, I got into Gervas the uh, Soon after, I got into the dead a little bit later. Okay, actually, when I was like probably sixteen or so. But yeah, I, I don't know. I was learning like I was really into the Velvet Underground. Okay, back then. and those songs are like really easy, right? Like, right for like beginner guitarists. Like here comes your man's like what? Yeah, two chords. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just it's some good old like New York heroin music. Right, it's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> that song heroin always tripped me out. I was like, oh, it's so Whoa. eerie. It's so eerie, and it gets so like, it, you, you, you like it speeds up and like yeah. you. It's just D and it's yeah. just D and G. But dynamically, <laughs> what's so interesting about it is like it's like like the uh, not that I personally know what a heroin rush is like, but yeah. you're like, wow. <laughs> That's you know? what they say about that song. Right. There's nothing like that song. Yeah, and just like the scene of that, like Andy Warhol and right. stuff. Like they were all hanging out. And, that's crazy. Early punk scene. So was that some... Okay, so Velvet Underground. I was big into them. And then I got hip to the dead. I mean, I met these guys when I was about 16. I was like a sophomore in high school. And then we were in a band called Free Hat. Free? Free Hat. Was there free hats at the shows? No. That was, was free. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a, a solid bit. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> a solid bit. It was from South you Park. Yeah. Was it? Oh, yeah. okay. Like when Hat went to jail and they were all like, free Hat. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then we started Grav and then he came in as like right. the second guitarist. Okay. And, um, it was so cool. you three, you, Josh, mm-hmm. other Josh, <laughs> for everyone listening, no one knows who Where I'm talking about. Is. Josh yeah, Bailey. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, got, I should be describing. And Steve, you guys were already, you were free hat. Yeah. Okay, and then you were just hanging by yourself. And while that was happening, were you, like, shedding on stuff? Was, like... He was training to be our keys player. Were you really? I was going to try to take up the keyboards. Uh, Yes, there was a gentleman, Zach Taylor, great guitarist, greater guy from uh, Bay Village. Yeah. And he was playing second guitar in free hat. So uh, I was going to try to learn keys to work my way in because... I also ha- I have the Grateful Dead in my DNA, uh, you know, yeah. so to speak. Always, uh, it's always my parents' favorite stuff, so I always, you know, had it in my life. So I was just, I wanted to, I wanted to get in, so I was going to try to do that. I wouldn't have been very good, though, that's for sure. With keys? No. It's such a mind fuck, like, compared to, like, guitar. So everyone pretty much here plays guitar in the room, right? At least somehow. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, keys anyone leah i know you do a little bit for school like we have to but i know my i know the chords but like i'm not like crazy good right it's <laughs> such a mind fuck though yeah. right because you're not like you're keeping rhythm you're, yeah you it's know, just and, looked mm-hmm. at differently yeah it's a and, lot to 
com- I don't know. Like yeah. Process while you're doing it, where guitar is a little bit easier. But I guess yeah. if you practice a lot, then right. the pianist would say the same thing. I For also sure. can't read music to save my life, and I feel like if yeah. you want to be a great pianist, you have to like yeah. really have good reading chops. You know? For sure, mm-hmm. it's crazy stuff. It's you can read rhythms, but you know. yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird. Like it's it's laid out differently. Like Le- like Leah, like Leah said, Leah. Um, Leia. Um, <laughs> but like with chords, with chords, you know, they're they're blocked in, right? And you just kind of remember the shape. But same with piano, but. You gotta think about like these like inversions and shit. The, the way they build their chords, I can never wrap right? my. That's why I can't. It's the big. It's like you can have an octave in the bass. You, what what would what what under what context would you have it be like something different? Like, right, you know, right. Fifths in the bass for. It's way too many options if you're just starting. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I need to know smoke on the water and what frets to put it on. That's Basically, it. right. The start, my rocking. I don't need fifths and arpeggiated basses or what do they call that uh alberti bass or whatever it's like boom 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 boom. well it's not it's called like alberti or l l something it's like where you play like the uh root fifth third fifth damn i don't know but it's it's a mind fuck and it doesn't make sense so so that didn't last too long all that being said for that but like did it help guitar-wise a little bit? Because I noticed within your playing now, Josh and Josh, you guys like will do like these like inversions going up, or where, um, where maybe you will play like a chorded thing, you will play like an inverted thing going up. And I know that's kind of the jam thing, right? You do harmonies going up, and like, uh, but did that kind of make that knowledge later make sense? Um. I wouldn't say I got to dive into piano hardcore enough for it to do that, but yeah. it did get me thinking about trying to, you know, I did like something I have done is trying to just like look up piano lessons mm-hmm. on like YouTube modal jams and stuff. Oh, okay. And then I, just straight up, straight up, just like being like, I'm going to actually do it and just actually translate it bit for bit into guitar and see how that works out. Um, but that's mostly just. It's mostly just like uh, watching each other and yeah. I mean, like to... at first we were just really like conscious about like one of us being down on the lower frets and one of us being up, right. and just covering the whole range. Okay. And then like later on, we were like, we don't really have to be doing this all the time. Like mm-hmm. it could be even cooler and fuller if we're just like playing the same part. And but it's... at first we were always just like picking it out and like making sure that like if I was playing a low F that he's playing all higher note F chord. When did this type of like on-site composition composing like become a thing? So you guys eventually Josh you join Free Hat. Free Hat how long does it stay Free Hat? Well it Jinx. was not free. Yeah, it yeah, was not free for long. Soon, <laughs> we went up. It was expensive. <laughs> we didn't have a free hat disbanded. We didn't have a name, and we went to Bullfrog's jam night. The four of us, because yeah. we'd been practicing, and we didn't have a name. It was the one you were at, right? Right. Yeah. So this yeah, is yeah. where our paths this is, cross. Yeah. This is where yeah. it all comes down. That fateful night. So, for listeners, uh, uh, rattle the tale. Of how I was a complete jerk and was like, "Fuck these guys!" No, no, no. <laughs> no, it was the most. It was the most touching moment of Aww. my musical career. Shit, it, it was, was from the start. That means everything else is no. You jammed with Kurt Hammett. No, it was yeah. the. No, no, 
We already fuck know her, that's a fucker lie. came and compared to Dave Z, man. <laughs> he, uh, it was, it, he, oh, we, it's our first time playing as this unit, you know? Yeah. We've been practicing for months until we deemed ready, and it was like Christmas Eve, Okay, I want to say. It was the, the Mike Starcher Christmas Eve jam. Gotcha. Those jams and were classic. Yeah. I got, I came home with a capo. Yeah, you did oh, yeah, win a capo. Right. Yeah. They, would raffle, they would raffle off prizes and shit. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, okay. So anyway, you guys are going there. Um, I was playing there that night. Um, the st- that was the first one. So like at that point, you guys, that's when Free Hat becomes no longer, no more, right? Because um, we joked, could be, obviously not having a name, we joked about naming it after a gravity bong. Because that's that's what we've always called it Doing a grab, take a grab At that point, Uh, for some reason, we were all doing lots of grabs Yeah, and (laughs) I I didn't think you had to have a name To, like, play in a jam night I guess none of us thought of it, you know Right We just, it was just an underlying joke That we were going to do it And uh, Mike's like, all right, yeah, you guys can play Like, so what's what's your band called? I'm like, "Uh, I said, grab I I will say, Steve said it way more confident Than you just said that Steve was just like, grab (laughs) Yeah. You're, yeah. Okay. You're right. It was, it was great. Like wings were was already like ordered. Like you yeah, were we, feeling we, good. No, we. I think it was right when we walked in because it was. We've never done that before. Yeah. We like learned like, yo, you have to sign up. Everything about the decision down. to not yeah. have it be the gra- just grav. And then I remember just waiting all night. You know, it was one of those nights. It was yeah. like, and then and then you were up there and you're like, I'm gonna cut it short because I want to hear these guys. You know, so that was awesome. So yeah, I did, really when cool. you. You told me that, and yes. I appreciate that. And like, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> he was just the standard issue is three songs. You did your first song, and you're just like, I'm gonna hurry up and just do one more because like, he's. You think you just like, I see these young guys in the crowd. Yeah. Well, I remember guy. Josh with the SG, and I remember that resonated with me because that was my first guitar. I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. So I remember that, but I don't remember doing. I don't remember being that cool. So I'm glad I was <laughs> that cool. I can't yeah. wait for the day I can be that cool. And I just see just I'm just like these kids are young. And they're at jam night. Like, yeah. hell yeah. It's it's really I think it's great to go to them. Like we I think we learned a lot. Yeah. You know, obviously had, we didn't really have a lot of shows, so we were preparing these songs to play at jam night, you right. know. Mm-hmm. But we were we were tearing the roof off sometimes, you know. It was oh, fun. Yeah. We go out there and do our jam thing. Another good thing is you got to see some people that weren't very good, you know, and yeah. you got to learn like how not to be kinda too. That's <laughs> right. Like, Absolutely. We saw a lot of funny yeah, stuff at that bad, Bullfrog's jam night, the Sly jam Fox. Night drummers. Yeah, <laughs> it's always that. Yeah. Bad jam night, everything. It is yeah. like, well, I'm happy to hear you say that because, like, I was thinking about when you hit me up to do this, like, last week or whatever. Um, but I was thinking about this story, and when we got to this point, I was going to say, you guys got to tell it because I can't tell it because that sounds weird. Hey, remember that time I was super cool to you guys? Like, yeah. I don't remember that shit. But, like, how important that is to kind of, like, to have that moment and think about the band's or musicians or artists in whatever field you are that are coming up where you're at. Because if we think about where Starcher, Mike Starcher, who ran the, the Bullfrogs, Mike Knight, who you'd bring people up like George Hartwig, like uh, E-Rock from uh, Wish You Were Here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played bass for Michael Stanley. Which right. I'd, I'd, like, he's got some crazy stories. Like He like drove John Paul Jones to the airport and, and shit. He signed, he signed his Olympic base. Yeah, it's <laughs> so cool. Can't even um, believe it. But, uh, and I think he had a Les Claypool either. Like, all these guys are seeing where we came from. Maybe like Lee and I are closer to the same age, so we can say like our, our class of, of bands, right? And you guys would be like maybe the, the class before or after, right? So like... 
I, and I don't know, it's, it's important to, like, see that and appreciate that and encourage that because, like, so much of, like, fields like this and they, you kind of put down what's put out in a way. Like, I've talked to quite a few friends who do art and, like, when they go through, like, uh, art school or whatever, they look at what they do and they kind of have to, like, analyze how it's fucked up and, like, why it's not good as opposed to seeing what's good about it. So a lot of my friends that went to school for, like, art, fill in the blank, they're, they're always kind of like, oh, what I do is really bad. Because you, you train yourself in a way to be like, that ah, shit, I can fix that. You know what I mean? But it's okay to be like that, but also encourage it. So to do that with other people at that point, whoa, it's way easier to shoot down other people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because it's not you. So, like, I think it, the hear you say that makes me super happy is all I'm trying to say. Because, like, we should be excited to encourage the next homies. And, like, the next group up should be way better than – because you guys are fucking really good. Like, as a band, like, listening to the record, getting ready to talk to you guys today, and just from the gigs we've done together, like, you guys are a really fucking good band. And, like – Thank you. To hear, like – that so to be excited the next thing is going to be even better you know what i mean whatever nerd you guys know, like what up dark figure it out they're gonna be like super sick coming up and like you know what i mean like so that's that uh, makes me really happy to hear you say that hell yeah <laughs> but that being said let's take it to the okay so josh is in the band right when does this like kind of like uh, expansiveness of like being able to play off each other happen with everybody because like the whole what's cool about a jam band is that fact it's like it's this core unit that knows each other so well they know you guys all kind of know your musical intent to some degree you know like oh when mm -hmm. josh goes mm, i'm gonna go zip zap and like when he goes zip zap i'm gonna be flap flap and slap the pop mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's all these pops like <laughs> there's all these bits you know what you're gonna do because you you're you know each other you know your intent like out of music and within music so, like, when did that, because now it's, like, this well-oiled machine. Like, when we did that gig at the Front Street Social, like, a couple months back, just hearing, I, I'm a guitar guy, so I'm listening to the guitar more often, just hearing you, Josh, and Josh play off each other. Like, I know I got to remember, this is an audio thing. I can't just point. Josh and Josh play off each other, and, like, and just where it goes. Like, but that isn't something that just happens. It, that's a, it's a relationship that's developed. So, like, when did, like... Is this something you guys wanted to do from the rip? Is this something you're inspired by other bands? Or is this something that naturally developed? I think it's the question I want to put out. <laughs> I think we just wanted to do it, and, and we did. Yeah. From the start, we always wanted to, like, you know, improvise a lot, like, listen to each other. Yeah. The way, know. yeah, if, if you want to get, so the way that we do it, it definitely didn't, wasn't obvious at first i would say it definitely right. had took time and it's crazy because there is no like way to teach how to jam there's no way to learn and even like the there's even no way to learn like how two guitars should interact because every band is does it different and right. that's like what like is the thing about it yeah which it's, is crazy it's like a very unique like thing just because we've like learned so many songs together and like came up with so many songs together that like you know we'll be in the car listening to something on the way to the show and then yeah. like we'll be talking about it and then we're up there and like i'll be like yeah. and like it'll be the song from the radio earlier and he'll be like oh yeah 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 oh yeah it's very tongue it's very tongue-in-cheek a lot of times yeah yeah um it's like yeah it's it's crazy because i don't know i would 
try at, the, at first it was a lot of just moving triads up and okay. down okay kind of aimlessly and you know like not being like very smart about like movements and stuff like that and i like would really tr really tried to study like bob weir from the grateful dead okay and how he kind of what out of those studies what what's like the trend you've noticed out of bob weir is like triadal movements <laughs> it's he's he's hard to nail because he every as just in the middle of what like something that sounds normal he'll throw in just like some really weird single note lick and stuff okay. like that um a lot a lot of it though is just like yeah just getting the chords of the modes down uh and bringing them down to like dyads just mm -hmm. two note things three note things and moving those around and a lot of, what the thing is that i didn't like ever try to learn but eventually i think impacted the most is like the way he the it places he inserts his little stabs okay. those are where it's the most i think piano based it's okay. like he's very like i don't know very off kilter with the way he'll put in stuff like that and you know a lot of following the snare drum okay but it's yeah it's yeah. cool it's fun and it, it, but it's for as much as i try studying that or anything i i always at the end of it end up do we always end up doing like something completely different kind of and yeah, it's big, like, taking, we, like, take risks on stage, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we don't necessarily have, like, a formula for each jam we do. We kind of see where it goes. Okay. And a lot of the times the best movements, for me at least, haven't happened before. You know okay. what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah. like, it's sitting out there waiting to, like, be played or something. Right, <laughs> like right. Well, comes it, to you. Well, Weird. just to kind of relate it to, like, what we're doing right now, yeah. you know, like, I typically with this, I do a lot of research for who I'm talking to, but that's not usually what you talk about you know what i mean you want to know the background of the person luckily i know you guys right and like so it's but the moment is right now like are we having a bad conversation well it started off with 9 11 <laughs> so <laughs> i don't but, but it's not bad right we're in the moment doing it so that's, that's right. it's a that's interesting that like the best thing that's gonna happen is gonna happen that's okay. a but uh, I find that interesting, too, that, like, it's the study. I think more of that is for that thing, right? You just kind of, like, see how the, all the shit works. And when you go, you usually, usually never gets a chance to be there. But that doesn't go without saying. So if we brought up the topic 9-11, you guys can jump in on that conversation. And if me, the metaphorical music version of that happened in a jam, you're like, dyads, yeah, like, or whatever. <laughs> Like I don't know what that would be. Hopefully, <laughs> well, I it's 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 stuff like you know trying to figure out like on my own like it's like oh I bet this could be a really smooth way to use this one little thing. If it kind of can transition to this key, that'd be really smooth. And then right. trying it and okay. finding out it actually didn't work very smooth at all. That's like how that. <laughs> would yeah, gotcha, be. gotcha. But well, at least you took the risk. Yeah. Right, you and it's I mean? seeing how that goes into that movement for later. For okay, so now that like you're. Th thinking and approaching like this because your guys' song repertoire is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, as a full band, to be like, yo, what, how many, just on the, on the record for as of, as of hey. uh, September 3rd, 4th, maybe, I don't know whatever today is, um, we're, uh, 2021, the, the, the cover set list is how many songs well, Josh Bailey? Like, Reading two. Right, we got, we got, we're doing two new ones. On 9-11. Today is September 5th. September 5th. <laughs> this was yesterday. Those two don't count. I'm talking oh. about yesterday. Okay. No, add those two in there. We're currently at 395 songs played. <laughs> what? 
which is bonkers because some of them are like long like and uh, like i remember you, when we did the 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 gravel the sea level grab crossover which uh-huh. we got to do again and i really want to make that a fucking fest we got to do a fest like that yeah like wow. go to balk and bushel we were, get a bunch of gravel yeah, well, yeah, well that will be the that will be like, the bit. Like, it's so uncomfortable walking around here. Like, yeah, yeah, and the kidding. <laughs> Tell everyone to bring their shoes. No, no shoes. You yeah. get no yeah. shoes. It's like you come to come to the stage. You're staying there for a while. Right, and you guess. What do you do? Walk ground. away. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but I'm serious. We gotta do. I think we could do a, a real deal, cool fest, especially with the uh, fest master Mara. In in our presence, Festmaster. Wow. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a new name. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you throw more <laughs> festivals than anyone. Like in all the stuff you do, we've gone to this before. It's all home brewed and badass. All home brewed. Yeah, I can help with the gravel. So like, in in the Dreamcatchers, we'll have to play it. So now we got the three headliners. Let's find everyone else. Uh, <laughs> if there is a Dreamcatcher, it would <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Catchers. I walked in, you guys were listening to metal, so I'm assuming that's where it's going. Yeah. Like, but we listen to metal. <laughs> but that's, that's, so is that kind of how, was that the common ground you guys started covering? That makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. So when did it, out of, like, when, when you got to, like, what, 250, when did you start, like, doing original stuff? Like, at what point did the, the covers take back seat? We, we had a couple of originals in free hat. Okay. Um, Were they, yeah, we did. We did. Did they become grab songs? No. Okay. Yeah, they did for a second. But yeah. Mm. But, but anyway. Shelved. Shelved. <laughs> so after, what was the first, like, give me, like, if you can remember, the first two or three covers as a congealing, like, oh, let's hang out and jam. You know what I mean? Like, this US is going to work. Okay. China Cat Sunflower. Sunflower. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's solid. Um, Almost cut my hair. Oh, yeah. 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 And after that, you're like, kind of got the sense that we all like the same shit. This is going to yeah. work. I when did so. the original stuff start rolling in? We've always been working on it. Yeah? Yeah, just like well, so the, much trial and error. Well, yeah. What's a typical like rehearsal like? Is it like we'll get together? Because sea level typically what we'll do is if we're not rushing – We'll start fucking around, and me and Cody, Cody will get here early. He'll be like eating, and then we'll start to figure something stupid out. Like last uh, last practice, we were trying to figure out the theme song to Bluey, that kid show with the Australian dog. No, I don't know. It's Blue's Clues, not Blue's Clues. <laughs> Bluey. He's like, oi, yeah, yeah, it's a dog. Talk like this, but now it's aggressive. <laughs> it's oh, it's Cody. it's all the rave and babies because Cody's you know got a baby. So yeah. like he's like, do Freya every time. <laughs> I can't do a good Cody impression, but he's like, Freya loves this, <clears throat> this song, and like, so we're sitting there trying to figure out, Pat comes up, and he's like, oh, that's cool, and then we jam on this stupid thing, and it becomes like a bit, like a kind of warm-up thing, or we'll just jump into it, like, oh shit, we gotta do this, let's run the set. Like, typically for you guys, is that like a thing like that, is there like a welcoming, like, let's work on a thing, do you, with original stuff, does someone bring it to the front, or like... When it comes, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I just I was gonna say when we when we have gigs coming up, it tends to we all the first order of business is usually to make a set list for that gig that like will be unique from the last couple gigs that we've done. Mm-hmm. Thinking about what and then that just kind of determines what we need to practice. But when we have time, um, or a lot like some songs did happen like that. Like the main riff of the song grav 
was just from a lick that he played. Yeah. And it was just like, keep playing that okay. for like a long time. That's an interesting song, like, especially recorded-wise. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, that's, I think it's awesome that there's grav by grav off grav. Like, yes, yes. Every good band has to have the, the triple self-titled. <laughs> Black Sabbath walked so grav could run. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> But like, so is that the tr- is it kind of just someone plays a bit and you you hone in on it? You're like, that's the thing, or some of them happen that way. Most of the time, it's they're all different. Prepared, yeah, yeah. yeah. S- sometimes he'll have like a um, a song like kind of worked out like okay. with the chords, and then I'll like write lyrics over it. Okay, and try to get a melody. Sometimes he'll do that too. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. But yeah, when we're not preparing, because we do a lot of like. 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. bar gigs. Yeah. So that definitely contributes to our close to 400 right, song right. count because you're playing like a long time. You know, and what you I mean? need to fill it, and you yeah. can't you can't do the original th- shit with that type of gig. You got to do the mm-hmm. what the people in yeah. the Slyfox want to hear. You know, you got to do like. And it's nice being able to break that rule. Yeah. Now, like, just to like remind everyone, like, yeah, we do a lot of covers, but like. We yeah, also we're, have yeah, our own We're sound. getting to that point where, yeah, we have enough songs and enough keys. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. can kind of, yeah. you know, work our way into them and sneak them in there a and, lot more and often. And sometimes, like, covers can be nice because it, like, let's say someone's seeing us that's, like, unfamiliar with us. Yeah. It's kind of almost like, like, kind of like a life preserver. <laughs> right. <laughs> For right. someone who, like, doesn't know. And then maybe they'll get more hip into, like, our original stuff. You know what I mean? And our way of meeting in the middle is deep cuts. Deep cuts. Right. Deep cuts is the way to, you know, yeah, a lot that, of top that we found to, like, you know. Well, that's what I remember that. going through that list and be like, oh, shit, like, uh, the Tenacious D stuff stuck out to me and Cody. We like, we got to do some fucking D with crap. That'd oh, be yeah. sick. Explosivo. Yeah, yeah. Explosivo. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but that's, I don't know. I feel like that, that's, to do those type of gigs, usually the original band doesn't take that on. Like the Dreamcatchers, you guys do a handful of covers, but like, like, uh, kind of going back to Gibbs, ninety percent of that was it with the band or was it like, <laughs> how'd that go? Well, so well, <laughs> we did a jam. We did, yeah, the boys did what? a jam. It was kind of. We Wait, was it was it kind of grab? It was it was literally catchers? grab except Clay. Sorry, Clay. We have Woody instead of Clay. <laughs> I was on Mando. Yeah, and Missy was with us too. So, one dream catcher. Well, two dream catchers now. But anyway, so um, we did like I had both the albums on the set list, and then we were doing some covers here and there. And there was this one lady with her ears covered. Oh really? (laughs) During the jam? No, during all of all of us playing like was it the lady in the yellow yes oh <laughs> that and lady so in yellow i was like oh man everyone hates this because it's original music we should be yeah. doing more covers what? and then i was like boys take a break and then <laughs> missy and i like just did these covers and then they and came was in she with like jam. <laughs> well anytime missy sang actually i saw it she would cover <gasps> her ear because i think she was i think yeah. it was loud i don't think yeah it, yeah yeah that doesn't sound like a song because no one goes into a bar it's like oh my god oh <laughs> uh, put something i enjoy on like that's stupid it has to be a sonic thing yeah like, but I guess the point I was trying to bring up was with that type of gig as an original band, you typically can't handle that. You know what I mean? You yeah. can, or you're going to lose the crowd. You can do your thing, but get no reaction. 
and be like, yeah, I did the fucking four-hour gig. I did all my shit. But what you guys do, what's cool is you cater to that, and you can vice versa, which makes that OG set, like, cool every night. You can be like, oh, let's pull that cover out. Let's pull that cover out. Um, so what led up to when did you guys get enough to do the first record? Like, when did the OG songs pile up enough to that became a possibility? Winter 2019. Winter yeah. 2019. It all took right. years. Wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. It was 2018. No, no, no. Well, when it, it came like, out like compared to when it was recorded. Oh, when we, st- we started recording it in late 2018? Yeah, didn't it come out January? I believe so. Oh. Do you want me to like, double yeah. check? I'll no, go on Spotify no, and get the yeah, official. Yeah, you're right. I'm my... right. But yeah, so when did that? 2018? No, it came out in 2019. In like January. F- February, I thought, right? Or January? Our memory's bad. Our, oh. our band's named after no, a grand. No, you guys applied <laughs> to play Love Fest in 2019, and you had stuff out before. Yeah. Okay. 2019 was the year before COVID. Yeah, February yeah, 17th, know, like, 2019 was when it was put on Spotify. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. Er, so early 2019. Whoa. All right, okay. so wow. when did, okay, when did the, the, that, the, vi- the availability of material become present so that you can go record record one? We, I feel like we had this kind of rule where it, we weren't going to do it when we just had enough, but when we had more than enough. Okay. So we could, it wasn't yeah, just like, yeah. these are the amount of songs we have. We, we wanted to pick, like, these are the ones that we, like, are really, really think are worth it. And, like, we th- these are the ones that didn't work as well when we played them live and stuff like that. Okay. So that was kind of a way that we decided it, pretty much. And where, d- where was that all tracked? How'd that look? Same place as we recorded Hubbub, just it was just what we were just all, with through, through no fault of our own, well, way more uptight, you know, for lack of a better term. We were, it was just like a lot less comfortable than this last one for okay. whatever reason. The first time in the studio, you know, it's just right. like it's a different vibe. And to kind of go off what you said earlier, living from the moment type of thing, mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to get in that mindset with the blinking red light. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to relive this forever. Yeah, keep, keep it <laughs> this together, is what everyone's going to judge know? you on. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, okay, so it was, was it, how long did it take to get the whole thing through? Was it painstaking? Like Recording it or? No. Recording it. Like, yeah, yeah. We recorded it fairly quick. Yeah, I'd, okay. I'd say like yeah. three or four days, maybe five tops. Yeah. Five days tops. Okay. We were gigging a lot, so it's like. It was all fresh. Yeah, and we retracted it all live and stuff and just came back in with the vocals Okay. Yeah, no metronome. The thing no, about okay. the Grab song yeah. is that it didn't exist. Right. And we were already, like, recording the album. And we just, like, uh, we wrote it specifically for the album because we wanted it to be Grab, Grab, Grab. Yeah. Yeah, grab. and we, like, sketched it out before we even knew how it was going to sound. And we were like, it needs to have these parts, and they need to represent these things. Well, get, get into that. What does it represent? Because, like, I was I listened to that, well, I'm like, what? And, like, it's so dope, but I don't know what I'm going to... The beginning a... is real tasky, okay. as you said. Well, it's this, like, the song's a simulation of, okay. like, taking a grab. Yeah. Uh, Preparing the grab. It goes back to grab, our heroin thing. Yeah. No, like, it's like that. It's a, it's a baby concept of what Hubbub ended up being. Yeah, like true. A different type of grab experience. We'll get into that. Okay. Pin it. But yeah, it, in yeah. the beginning, you know, it's like the grind, the the packing, whatever. And then there's, you know, obviously the light. And then right. there's the classic clay cough. 
Okay. The cough okay. in the song, you know. Yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. you're vroom, you're grabbing. You're grabbing. Okay. All and right. then the space out, you know, you're not feeling so hot. You're like, ooh, like that's hitting too hard. You're grabbed out, as they say. And then it reprises back to the intro because you're doing another one. Yeah. <laughs> you're well, repeat. okay. Conceptually, that's a perfect way to cap the record, right? Because you want the next one to be listened to. Yeah. And like as far as a jam band, going back to the, the idea of like a, a band that isn't a jam band, like uh, the Velvet Underground, which mm-hmm. not the like, at least jam band in the sense of like Grateful Dead, in the oh, sense yeah. of like yeah. it, they're more experimental, experimental, but like <laughs> than jam. Like so, that kind of ties back to what influenced you. I don't know. That's really interesting. So what did Jay Willis have to do with the Fat Cigars then? <laughs> Jay, well, that was the first song we ever wrote. First song Is we it? ever yeah. wrote. All right. We were, we were listening to Some Girls a lot. Yeah, we listened to lots of Some Girls. You know, Far <laughs> Away <laughs> Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far Away Eyes was impacting me deeply. Also, earlier that day, I had listened to uh, Del McCurry and David Grisman doing the Tennessee Waltz. Okay. So that was fresh in my head. It had the same kind of first couple chords. We we were just like, we got, we're going to actually write fucking song like we're you know gonna sit down and do it it was stressful but then uh yeah so i was not playing he was they were just playing and he was like gonna play like a bluegrass progression in c slow and i was gonna kind of make up a melody and the chords would go along with it so it was kind of like live we wrote it live and the I just started thinking, singing about Jay, this Jay Willis, this guy who I had just met. Right. I yeah. just had met him a couple of days previously, and I walked into the garage, and the first way I met him was he was sitting there smoking a huge cigar, and he was coughing every time he put that thing in his mouth, but he kept going back, and it was a sweaty occasion, and you, it was just hilarious. You know Jay Willis. I know right? Jay Willis, yeah. which is why I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it, was, it was great. I, that was my first impression of him, and then there... There it was. Was it? That's a well. That's a cool line. You know what I mean? Like, cause Jay Willis, like, out of the context of knowing Jay Willis and the, knowing him as a bass player, that do you guys know him as a bass player, or do you, you guys probably went to? We did. We went to school, school with him. Yeah. Josh and Steve, you guys probably went to. Yeah, he was a Ridgeville. So did Cody. Um, so you guys knew him not just as a bass player, but as a person. Yeah, I've played D and D with him. Yeah. You and him are like the only people I've played with ever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he probably did it a lot more seriously than I did. <laughs> as a, as they were a, both good. Well, mine was a, 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 a bit at a festival <laughs> that was done virtually that Leah 100% approved of. Jay yeah. Willis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. it was, uh, uh, the oh, Dean. the Dungeon and Dragons. <laughs> you said that. The Jay Willis. Jay- I Willis. met Jay Willis. Yeah, we yeah. sat at a show together. All right. All right, funny story. Wait, yeah, let's get Jay stories right now. First time we played at Nelson Ledges. Yeah. We're playing Jesus and Jay Willis. Yeah. We're looking out in the audience. Jay Willis is walking up. Yeah. Like on one side. On the water? Just like, oh, yeah. With cigar <laughs> up. And then there's a guy in a Jesus costume. Because you Whoa. know Nelson Ledges. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, they were... Someone told them, like, like Justin, Justin, our manager Justin or something. Justin made them end up talking to Yeah, so then we're, like, playing it. There's Jay Willis. There's a guy in a Jesus costume. Nelson yeah. Lodges. And we're, like, it's happening. Jay Willis got him a drink, right? I think yeah. they shared a drink together. Yeah. yeah. It was fa- it was fantastic moment. When did you guys play? Was this after after this record that you did the Nelson's gig? 
I think in so. War. Really? Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. I remember we played. Uh, was it Dead Fest? Man Walking the first time? Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Song. <gasps> the yeah, the songs were different. Mm-hmm. I think that's when we first changed. Um, Jesus and Jay Willis had a different too, right? part, right? That, and it was the first time that we did that different arrangement of what's the song? Original? Yeah, on Grab One. Get a Grip? Yeah. Candy? Yes, Get a Grip. Yeah. The, when we played, you know, because we used to do Get a Grip way different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we it? played Canned Heat there too, though. We yeah. played Canned Heat, the song Napoleon dances to. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Well, let's look at. Because playing, like, I don't know, Nelson's is really cool if you can get in on the thing. And, like, was that, like, or did you have a good spot? Because sea level, the first one set. we played, okay, yeah, we did the same thing. Like, we played on the beach, and everyone was like, ah, don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was, like, 100 have, degrees. That was when it yeah. was, yeah, 100, good old 100 degrees out. 1 p.m. slot. It's hard to get in there, though. I think It the, is. I think there's new owners now and everything. Yeah, and it's, like, it's kind of... But if we go there with Gravel Fest, yes, uh, exactly. Gravel Level, let's make it happen. We'll, 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 we're going to fill the beach with rocks. Oh, yeah. And they'll be <laughs> totally into it. And, like, yeah, it's comfortable right now, but wait till we're done. And, like, you, it could, just, you could fill it with those painted rocks. There we go. Now and it's an art project. Quotes. Right. It can be like the hopes of children, and we can just walk all over them. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'll love it. <laughs> but, um, craziest, the, have you guys attended Nelson's previously just as like a see craziest Nelson's experience go? Because mine was Soberfest. Ooh. I, I, I had a I ran a mic night at this not a bar in a Rocky River, and it was not a bar. It was a sober bar that people would go into. It was horribly named because people would go and be like, yeah, I have a bud, and they're like, it's not a bar. Why are you cleaning glasses like it's a bar? What, what people would leave so pissed, and it was just a complete weird fest. You know what I mean? Like weird mic night, weird everything about it. But like the guy there was hosting sober fest at Nelson's Ledges or something, and like he was like, "Will you play guitar for my set?" And I was like, "All right." And like he did the most unsober things ever. He like got off stage and caught a door on fire by the beach and did all this crazy shit. I'm like. Wow. I've played non-sober shows here that were less hectic. What's going on? <laughs> so that's my crazy Nelson memory. Do you guys got any solid bits? I, I kind of <laughs> have one. I don't remember if it was when we were playing there or when we just went Yeah. the one time. But uh, we, we all had a lot to drink. And I remember it was Party. really dark. And me and Josh and like another one of our friends were walking to the bathroom or something. And uh, there's like a group of dudes in front of us who are also really drunk. And Josh is like, who are you? And and this guy's like, who the fuck are you, bro? And like pushed him. And but like his friends got him. We and we was like, oh no, this ain't happening. We just went we went our separate ways. That was, that was hilarious. Damn, solid. When did uh okay the dude complete spin? So within this record, there's a lot of like country influence, and not just like country as in like um, America fist punch country. They go back to the beginning, but like, mm. like roots country and the bluegrass thing. Which you guys have had had a bluegrass band. I don't know if it's around anymore. The Golden Cap Corral. Um, but we can put a pin in that for right now. But there, there. So there's this. Was that influence from the Dead? Was this an influence from learning acoustic or playing acoustic? Where did like this like kind of intent to like go that Americana roots route come from? Going to music festivals and seeing grass bands. All right. You know? it can be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and definitely I think it's fair to say that it, it kind of 
probably for most of us started with Olden in the way. Yeah. Kind of okay. a lot of it, which is the 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 great great one of the great bluegrass bands of all time, where Jerry Garcia played banjo. Yeah. And it kind of you know opened the door to you know hippies that love bluegrass. That's what that's what laid the foundation. Then Billy Strings picks yeah. them. You know. Yeah. Billy Strings yeah. rips. Um, it's it's weird because it, it seems like a complete A and B thing. Like occasionally you get that that beat right that you can groove to because at those type of festivals you kind of notice like oh. Bands will lock into this groove, and that's where everyone's doing the spinning thing, and that's kind of where they rely a lot of the times, which is cool because that's how it works. But like, then there's the bluegrass thing, and I was always like, that doesn't make sense. And you learn about like the the roots of the Grateful Dead and how Jerry Garcia is kind of like a, a wanted to be like a bluegrass guy, but like it's different from like attempting to be one and being as good at the traditional stuff like you guys all are. Like Golden Cap Corral is a fucking good bluegrass band. You guys all have the bluegrass chops. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not just like something you can just be like, oh, we're just switching now. You know what I mean? So like, there, 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 there had was there like a, a turning point where, you, or was this just we're having fun learning this shit, like uh, uh, the shit, or fun learning this shit? But no, we're having fun learning this like, this kind of acoustic approach to things. And like, was that like a transition, or was that always there from the rip? You're talking about incorporating it into grav, or just like when just we like, really. Well, yeah, because like you guys go into the, like these country breakdowns, you know what I mean? Like in the middle of songs, they'll boil down, then it'll start the country beat, and they'll start doing the chicken picking, and like that riff, uh, root fifth thing starts happening, and then you're fucking ripping, you know what I mean? But not just like ripping to the sense of like, oh, we can do that a little bit, but like it's it's a pure like, these guys know how to do that bit really well, and knowing you guys out of grav, because I know our listeners are like, wow, these grav people, I'm really confused now, um, <laughs> but like. You guys can do that full-heartedly in, in its own setting. So that's not just like, oh, we can fill the bit here. Or, oh, I learned my uh, 13th chords. I can make that breakdown sound jazzy. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, but it's a full committed uh, commitment to the bit. Was that like, I guess my question is, is that from the rip? Or was that like later on and slowly built upon... And is that something that you... Okay, yeah. I feel like we definitely went into it a, a lot more fiercely once we started really doing the corral, you know? Like, Steve started playing banjo, and yeah. that was, like, the big... Once Steve started playing banjo, then he had a mandolin, and he I, was like... Well, yeah, I, I would, we owe it all to my cousin, Timmy Schleicher. Yeah. Steve said he, want, he wanted to play banjo, and I was yeah. like, I, fun fact, I can get you a banjo, because my cousin Timmy was in college at the time, and he had two banjos. Yeah. So I was like, can I... Uh, borrow this banjo and that's what laid the foundation then i had i used to play mandolin like when i was around like when i was learning guitar at the yeah. same time i okay. didn't know what i wanted to be i wanted to just like fill in fit yeah. in wherever i could you know right. and timmy's band at the time had guitarists and banjo so i like had mandolins to try to like fit into that band so i like gave him the mandolin and I was, I, someone has to play just yeah. guitar and i was i was still just learning guitar at that point too okay like, you know only been playing it for like a couple of years at that point so uh, I'll just stick to that, which it, little did I know I had to, you have to learn like a way different vocabulary too still, but that's when, yeah, it just like it, we started doing it for years and years and years before we decided that we, we should take it to live yeah. shows. Okay. But is there like a incorporating it in grab sets? Like, is there at one point you guys are going to be like, we used acoustic to. time. 
we used to. Okay. We right. called it Blue Grav. <laughs> yeah. I, I was playing the bass. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when did banjo become like? You're like, oh, I got bass pretty good. What's a What's a banjo <laughs> other than almost uh, like a, a five stringed instrument? Because it's got like a string that goes halfway yeah. through the neck. Yep. Yeah, the the high top string. Yeah, yeah. Typically isn't fretted. So yeah, it's when, more when for the drone. It, you're just, yeah. yeah. Just, but it's you know. completely different technique. So when it were is. you like, I'm bored with this? No, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't bored with it. I just really liked it, and yeah. obviously, like, the banjo sounds awesome. It does. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it looks awesome. It's it's great. You know, so I, that's why I kind of just wanted to do it. It was not it had nothing to do with not wanting to play bass. You know, but right. But just you know, adding on. Okay. And then it was fun doing it like in the encore slot, kind of uh, like okay. we like you know okay. some party gigs and yeah, you know, that's cool. Party encore around the fire, ring around, we're breaking it down. Yeah, cool. we played in like a, a big garage yeah. shed at that one party. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was funny. But um, in um, so kind of bounce to the new EP that's coming out. Like sonically, I mean, I've heard some of the songs just from recent gigs. You know what I mean? Um, sonically, are what's going to be? And I guess maybe I heard the thing from Jay, the thing you recorded with Jay, at oh, Studio yeah, Forty Four. Yeah. Is that going to be on that? Um, that song okay. is so what, different version. Okay, so I heard the demo version. Yeah, per se. Um, sonically, what I mean, har- harmonically, you guys are are much like that skill developed, like significantly from record one to record two. Not that the harmonies are bad, but there's just more of them. Oh, vocal and like, harmonies? Yeah, yeah, vocal yeah. harmonies, and like, which is dope. Cause like, was it run, run away, like? Yeah, wheel that's wheel breakaway. Breakaway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a fucking fucking banging track. It's, since we were talking about it, this new version has banjo on it. Nice. Yeah, okay. it, it sounds great. It's so, so fun. I guess that's where my question was gonna go. Sonically, this EP, how's it gonna differ from aside from just playing? Are you taking like a different like production route on it? Do you, you want to know the thing more? about it? Yeah, I wanna know the thing about it. Unpin that. It's a fake live album. What? You in big phonies. <laughs> in the studio, we yeah. generated Friends? crowd noise. Yeah. How? Tell me the way. It was great. Well, just like this. Yeah, yeah, we just recorded ourselves talking a bunch yeah. and layered a bunch of layers. Moved okay. uh, glasses, like yeah. picked up the stool, acted walked around like, a little bit. Acted like bar people. Yeah. Had those conversations. Yeah, so like the whole album, like, it's supposed to be like a guy walking into like, Smedley's or something. Okay. Like closing the door and then like we start. Gotcha. And then it's like a whole grab show compacted into five songs, seven tracks. Okay. It's like yeah, the exper- the concept of the grab song is the experience of taking a grab. The concept right. of the hubba VP is what's all the hubba about with this band grab, right? Uh, <laughs> it's okay. like grab okay. shows are a cultural phenomenon in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> and it's like... And we're st- so... You heard it here. Yes. You and heard the, it and here. it's like there's things that happen at grab shows. I've been to enough of them right. to tell you that it's like they have a mood. And it's like I, I've never been to one. But it's like, you know... What's that like? Yeah. So it's okay. like we, so we had to bring in a, a third party, uh, okay. our buddy Eric Sieber, who's been to lots of grab shows to kind of get his perspective on things and how kind of built how it is. You enter, there's a... You know, what we do, what we do, we kind of do songs into each other. Yeah. At the at a part point where, and and one song we jam really long live. We just uh, kind of f- 
fade it out because we don't need if you want to see us jam on it we're going to jam on it live yeah. this is the studio version it fades into an intermission and the, okay. there's the mood of that when everyone's hanging out outside and it's like you know everyone's there it's like oh because oh. everyone walked out it's they're like, like oh they're playing this song yeah. so we're we're having a cigarette. We'll come back. Uh, does it come back to that song? Like, oh, they're still on this. Oh no, it's, no, it's no. supposed to be more like a set break. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Fades yeah. into set break. Yeah, maybe the, maybe those guys left, kind of went out to have their cigarette earlier, yeah. and then we end up ending the first set. Come out. That's so cool. Is there going to be a video aspect to it? <laughs> I know it's a big, it's a steep question, but I doubt it. Be. I think I that's that. maybe the next yeah. record. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not a, no, not, we'll say no to anything. <laughs> I, not that I can do it, but like I think that'd be a cool, at least as far as visually seeing all this happen, would be really cool too. So when he had that meeting, when Eric came over and was like, you guys were like, tell me about seeing us. Was he like, well, not that he sounds, he's like, you <laughs> sometimes will look to the left longer uh, and like, Josh never ties shoes. Like, was there like <laughs> weird things that were brought up that you're like, no, thanks. <laughs> like, I mean, we we went in there knowing what we were gonna do, like with the, the crowd noise and all that. And yeah. it was kind of, they all all the ideas came. That's so we cool. Doing it. He plays kind of the main character. Of, yeah. You know, like concert attendee. Attending. Yeah. yeah. You are Eric Sieber going to a graph show. It's a, it's and a first person <laughs> album. That's right. that's the video. Is you get yeah. uh, you get a GoPro, you strap it one to his head, one to the sides of his head, so he's just like a robot. Like, and you have a show, you film three shows and just have him have a good time. Yeah, when and you call you, it when you can you like move your phone and it'll it's like right. Yeah, you get the uh, VR. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you get the things. You mount this to to Eric's body, right? Right. You mm-hmm. you have him go to three three shows and you edit the best out of all of it. Make sure like two of them are crazy and one's kind of normal you know what i mean just like have him have a crazy time you make that into a quick one song video that's what you do for the video <laughs> that could be that could be that could be very hip song would be? that's i love that it's a concept though and it's not just was there was there a concept for besides just grab on grab from grab was there a concept to that first record or was it more of a song collection more of a song, song. collection that's but within the songs though there is a lot yeah. of like conceptual writing and stuff. Okay. Like when I go to write lyrics to a song, I usually think about a topic. Okay. And then, you know. Is it like a, so do you do that, I mean, you did a Jay Willis live writing with the group. Do you typically take away, like do a quick recording of the progress right yeah. at home and come back? I, I always write at home. Okay. I'm, I don't know why I'm one of those guys where I like, I kind of have to be alone and like lock myself away. Right. Well, because it's <laughs> not fun. Yeah. Writing <laughs> sucks. You can't just come up with it on the spot like that. You got like you know? labor over what rhymes with banana. Like I'm stuck. And does that have narratively like how does it express my feelings? That's why I always try to pick a topic. You yeah. Know, I wish I was better at like just writing about nothing or just right. like something less specific. Because some of my favorite writers like Robert Hunter from The Dead. Okay. You kind of just like say a thing but yeah, to the them artistic. it probably is like it's a mystery wh- yeah you know yeah what, I mean? what it's really about but. i think more specific and leah maybe you can hone in on this as a songwriter i think more specific resonates more yeah yeah is that i don't know what do you think yeah like if you can really like see the thing and i think that kind of the country music thing really pays off in that like they're like yeah, my bush beer cannon my ford red truck you know what i mean it's like, like well yeah well i mean it's like I, I don't know hank williams says it so plain but it's like the most like profound shit you ever heard right and all i say i he says i'm so lonesome i could cry 
damn. Nah, he just he just said it. There's nothing yeah. crazy about that. Right. It's just like damn though. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think me personally, I can't. I'm not at this point yet where I I'm, I write very personally. I okay. Can't, I can't do it, and that's why I feel like I don't write. I don't. I don't think it quite can hit that resonant peak. Yeah. But yet, you know, I try. To. Yet, yeah, hopefully. you will. You're going to. Yeah, yeah. It only takes time, right? You can only write so much before you're like, oh, I meant that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I meant to do that. When like, you, you crack. You crack because that's the experience you have. You know, uh, like, should we? Uh, we've been going at it for a minute. Um, what do you guys think? Is there anything else you guys want to plug? September 11th. September Winchester. 11th. Be there. Grab a CD. Closing regards. Cool yeah, new yeah. Shirts. yeah. We got. Yeah, we got new shirts. We wanted to gift you one of the new grass yeah? shirts. Sick. Fuck yeah. You can even have one of each color. Yeah. Wow. You got magnets? We got magnets. Yeah. We got pins. Oh, shit. New stickers. That's awesome. Yeah. So when does the record drop drop? Is it the 11th on yep. all the streaming platforms? 9-11. Midnight. Midnight. Wait, so the midnight the night before? The Friday? Okay. Yeah, so I'm if you're up till... Okay, that's a good idea. Because Midnight it, on the 10th. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And then if you want the CD, which includes huh? the back cover. Oh. Which Front is cover is designed by my mother. Really? Some artwork that's worth it. mentioning. Yeah. Clay's mom made this the cool art circle thing. Cover. Oh, no. it's uh, You'll see it. It's on okay. the cover of the EP. Okay, okay. Nice. Goes along with the uh, with the concept in a very interesting way. Okay. Hell yeah. Awesome. Any other shows you guys want to plug? Following Saturday, we'll be at Smedley's. Okay. Um, yeah, that's about it for now. Leah, anything on your end? Oh, we're all playing with Leah. Oh yeah. On September 11th. Oh. They will be at <laughs> noon for Waterloo Arts Fest. Uh, okay. Cool. And cool. And then. Their celebration begins at night. Leah has amazing songs and great records. Thanks. Uh, very Thanks. much so. Very Thanks. much so. Mm. We did it. We did an episode a long time ago for something. Yeah, I it forget. was during quarantine. I was we watching Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, <we> plugged <laughs> that Riverdale. No, you did something with Gaul. That's what we did. You did Gaul's thing. Um, showcase or whatever. Like the virtual thing. Oh. That's yeah. why I was yeah. We should have done one for your record. Tell us about your re- new record, Leah, oh, before we're we... here, okay. Yeah, since um, we're here. <laughs> yep, dropped August 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Healing. It's There'll be good. two music videos coming out, September and October. Yeah, I hear there's going to be a really one with a, a really good, yeah, very good accordion player. Dave's going to be in it. October, probably middle October. It's okay. the circus one for Tightrope. Sick. And what's the other one going to be? For Healing, the titled album. Okay. Should be out maybe next week. Nice. Whoa. We'll see. Ba-boom. You heard it here. <laughs> wow. So that that song, the I told you, I, I got all excited once I listened to that, when you put that out. That song in particular, like production-wise, came out really, really well. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone did it. Not next week. I'm sorry. The following week. So like what are we looking in October? Like the week of the 13th, maybe okay. sometime. But yeah, no, I like how... Uh, Steve put his input. Yeah. And like how he mixed that song and everyone came in. That's awesome. I th- I love how small the circle is getting. You know what I mean? Like as far as like the most I feel like music movements happen in scenes of friends caring about each other's music and like 
this is that's a pride like just the fact that you guys are backing up Leah and then like with the whole dog for Diego thing all the homies that came in on that you guys being one of you know what I mean like I think just speaks so highly about the music scene we have here and how much people actually care which makes that sentiment about I can't wait to do that for some other kid at some other mic night resonate so true which I think is highly your guys's characters and like uh so thanks for hitting me up thanks for doing this thanks for having us yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. um Sick. I'm going to hit the stop button.